How about we try singleness of mind now a little bit? What? You okay with that? Okay. So now I, I want to keep, I don't want to get too verbal. It's all right. So if you can, again, we're exploring. We're going to see if we can get something going here. I'm going to go for, here we are. You've explored a lot of this already. Um, just getting settled. Coming into your own place. Calling up maybe some of the body memory of a certain steadiness of mind. A sort of inner quiet. A kind of equanimity about or disenchantment about whatever is happening inside you or around you. This is where that wing of practice of not doing, of just sitting, just being, is very helpful. Not being busy in the mind. Simply abiding, present, picking something like the body to be aware of as an anchor for attention. Allowing a certain steadiness to be present, a certain quiet to be present as well, abiding as a body. Allowing to whatever is here in the way of some well-being, some positive experience maybe, perhaps some happiness or contentment, some peacefulness. An enjoyable abiding.
abiding as a body breathing, aware of the whole body breathing. All the sensations of the body appearing in awareness together as a unified whole, as an integrated whole. No sensation preferred over another, no sensation resisted over another. Abiding as a whole body breathing, aware of the whole. opening further and allowing all the contents of experience to appear as a unified whole, moment after moment. In other words, in addition to the sensations of breathing or body sensations altogether, allowing any Emotions or sounds or wishes or thoughts, moment by moment, to appear as a unified whole. Without resistance to anything, Abiding as a whole experiencing, aware of the whole body of experience, moment after moment.
as a bit of a bonus, abiding as a whole. If you like, being aware of any subtleties of clinging present in the mind and letting go of them as you can. So there's simply presence without any clinging, abiding peacefully as experience. moment after moment. Oh, I actually think we'll finish a couple minutes early, so if you just stay here, we'll wrap up a couple minutes early. Um, any sharing about that? Particularly the sense, of the capacity of experiencing as a whole? Just kind of all of it, known sounds, sensations, wants, feelings, thoughts, kind of present, moment after moment, as one whole Gestalt in awareness. <clears throat> right. Yes, please. I've been on several um, jhana retreats, and the instruction has always been to focus very intently on the sensation, either on the upper lip or at the nostrils. And each retreat was worse than the previous one. <laughs> and this has been tremendously helpful. Oh, good. I'm very glad, as a one jhana warrior to another, I've been in the jhana wars myself, and uh, with frustration too. Thank you. Yeah, and sometimes what happens is we do this, and then attention does gather, maybe at one point. But I think a lot of these other things can really help us get there. So I'm glad for that. Thank you for saying that, and it supports again diversity, the deep diversity, the one that's objectively rooted rather than socially constructed, is neurological diversity. Okay, right there, man, right there. I noticed that um, when I actively relax muscles, 
almost like I make an extra effort to relax <laughs> my lens or something. Uh, I feel like I get a jolt of energy in that. Ah. Uh. Like in the chin muscle or the hands. Yeah. I, I've heard of it definitely. Other people, I think, report too that there's a, when they relax in some area, sometimes there's a kind of energy there. You know, I think that's not unusual at all. And um, maybe there's a, a kind of tension pattern that then when it's released, something surges forth. Who knows? Maybe there's something more mental about it. Don't know. But I think that's an interesting thing to work with, including to the extent you want to help yourself ride that, ride that little wave toward into rapture, you might play with that. I mean, I find myself, honestly, um, exploring sometimes a kind of pressure at the base of my spine as I inhale vigorously to kind of help some kind of a rising energy to occur. Um, I think we have to be careful about methods like that and not getting too manipulative about them, but sure, things like that can totally happen, you know. The trick is to explore this territory because it's really through exploration that we discover this thing, these things. Okay, maybe another person or two, then I'll make a final comment. Yeah, Roberta? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That all sounds very fine to me. I think part of what happens is we initially become aware of the fragmented bit, and as the old line has it, you know, you have to differentiate in order to integrate. So sometimes we first become aware of the multiplicity, and then it can sometimes come together. And let's be really clear: what I was doing with you here is was audacious, maybe you know, ridiculous. But you know, in longer practices. These kind of states of mind are understood to be the fruit of multiple days in a row of practice. To think, hey, let's play around with this for 20 minutes. Um, you know, that's pretty audacious. And so whatever we got was good. See what I mean? Uh, so, okay. Maybe a last person. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have a question. I, I hope you don't take it as a sacrilegious question. Because in the tradition of the jhana, I understand this is more about trying to get to a happier state and training your mind and body to, to get there. But when you're in maybe uh, the tranquil state or when you're starting to come back up and starting to feel happiness, is there, uh, is the mind... Oh, I'll go um, there. Keep going. Is the mind um, susceptible to intention, uh, susceptible to programming? Can you, can you help yourself reach any personal goals? Uh-huh. Behavior, personality, change, whatever else you're trying to yeah. do. Yeah. In, somewhere in this process. And is that an acceptable thing in the jhana tradition? Or is that yeah. Well, I, I, so I, I'm not going to speak officially about the jhana tradition as if anyone could. Definitely I can't. But that said, he was asking, when we're in these deep states, uh, is it possible to set intentions or to, to reprogram the mind in those deep states? And I think, first of all, absolutely, for better and for worse. You know, in these deep states, for one often will have quite freeing insight that has a lot of traction to it. It has deep roots because we're in a very deep place. I've had insights, in not in jhana states, but in ordinary awareness, but quite settled and quiet, that 
were revelatory and really liberating for me, including psychological issues I've had going back into grade school, things like that. Though those are possible. Also, too, sometimes we just develop a resolution. We realize that a certain way of being with ourselves, a certain self-critical edge, or a certain grumbling rumination about other people and forming a case, or you know, it's just not good for us and others. And we form resolve. Maybe it takes several cycles for that resolve, maybe not to use anymore, what have you, to really stick. But yes, things can stick. And in this very receptive state, we're prone to learning. If you think about it, what we're doing is learning. The path of practice uh, is a path of learning. We're trying to help the nervous system learn. Now, the, the risk here is that, again, it's a traditional one, is that in very, very concentrated states, people sometimes develop psychic powers, I've never had that experience. I've read about it in credible ways. And those are considered to be, you know, watch out for that stuff. Uh, But that's the extent of it. Sure. I'm fine with that. Okay. Why do you have to watch out for those? Oh, just, they say be careful of psychic powers. They're kind of interesting. For example, one of the Buddha's two main um, students, devotees, if you will, um, something like that. He had these psychic powers. Um, they're kind of interesting, but they're not themselves uh, going to liberate you. And they can become objects of self-glamour uh, and all the rest of that. Or you can get mad that you don't, they don't work anymore, stuff like that. But um, I've never acquired any myself. I don't know. Okay, last comment really here. So I want to share with you actually a teaching that I got from, as it turned out, Joseph Goldstein, one of the pre- preeminent figures in American Buddhism. And I offer it to you because I think it's quite relevant to the path that we've been on today and where this path leads, this path of uh, you know, mindfulness, uh, concentration, virtue, and wisdom. Where is it going? So I was in a workshop that Joseph Goldstein led, and it was about not-self, uh, as it turned out. And there was a, a realization occurred uh, it's interesting when one is doing practices with not-self, it's particularly oxymoronic to say, I had a realization. But anyway, <laughs> realization occurs. And I wanted to check it with Joseph, kind of get a sense, is this actually, yeah, right on. So I told him, and he said, he smiled. Um, he's old school. You know, you don't get a lot of praise from Joseph, which is really fine. And he went, yeah, yeah. Then he paused and he said two words to me that I'll offer to you as well, and I've thought of them very often ever since. He paused he registered that I'd made some progress. Uh, recognizing your own progress is very important. The Buddha talked about finding gladness in your goodness, taking gladness in your own progress or your own generosity or your own virtue or your own latest insight or realization. That's helpful. We don't want to get too egoic or vain about it, but taking, you know, appreciating that. That's, that's a place for that. So he nodded, he was encouraging, he was acknowledging, he smiled. And then he said those two words, which will be my last offering to you. Keep going. So thank you very much. You've been very attentive. I appreciate you a lot. Okay, thank you. Keep going. Okay, see you. Take good care. Sign out for CE, etc. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.